Myra, when a pedal cab with some goofy real estate agent's face on the back pulled out in front of me and tripped me up. By the time I untangled myself from bike and driver, my quarry was across the street and about to turn the corner in front of the Dunhill. I leapt the street, surprising myself with my distance, and hit the ground running flat out. I made it around the corner on 6th just in time to see a manhole cover slide back into place. I came to a stop and looked up at the heavens. Sewers? Really? Vampires in the sewers. This is how you wreck my date night. What did I ever do? Don't answer that. Fortunately, the Almighty and everyone else upstairs remained as blissfully silent as ever, and I walked down the street to the manhole cover. I stopped right above the sewer entrance and sniffed the air, breathing deep and trying to separate the scent of the snatcher and Sabrina's lingering fragrance on her bag from the normal street smells and the thick stench of the sewer roiling beneath my feet. I froze as I recognized the scent that overlaid Sabrina's in the air. It was a familiar smell, a rich tang of coppery blood laced with long-dead flesh. My purse snatcher wasn't just some random thief with super speed. No doubt about it now. He was a vampire, just like me. Great. That meant that he'd be able to hear me coming, no matter how quietly I moved. It meant that he would be at least as strong as me, and I'd already seen that he was fast. Oh well, good thing I cheat when I fight. I patted the Glock 17 I had in the paddle holster at the small of my back and checked the Ruger LCP I had strapped to my right ankle. Tucked under my belt was a Gerber Remix tactical folder and a pair of brass knuckles nestled in my left back pocket. I hadn't anticipated trouble on my date, so I was traveling light. That meant no K-Bar, no Saiga 12-gauge, and no sword. Still, with the weapons I had piled on top of my vamp strength and speed, I didn't expect one purse snatcher to give me too much trouble. I didn't figure on the stink almost knocking me over as I pulled up the manhole cover and stepped down onto the ladder that led into the sewer. I pulled the cover back over my head and descended into the stench of the city. I stood still for several minutes, letting my eyes adjust to the near darkness and trying to adjust to the smell. By the time my pupils had dilated enough for me to see, I was able to pick out the smell of Sabrina's lavender shampoo from the miasma of other significantly less pleasant odors. I followed her smell downhill under 6th Street, but quickly lost track of where I was in the twists and turns of the lovely Charlotte sewer system. Fortunately for me, the tunnels were tall enough for me to stand up in, but not so clean that I wasn't going to have to replace another leather duster after this little escapade. I followed Sabrina's scent for a good twenty minutes before I heard the splash of someone moving ahead of me in the sewers. I froze, and the splashing stopped. I stood stock still for what felt like roughly a year, until finally whoever or whatever was in front of me moved again. I tried to time my movements to match my prey, and used my sniffer and my hearing more than my eyes to lead me forward. I slowly gained on what I really hoped was my purse snatcher, and not something worse that lived under the city until I suddenly realized that everything around me was getting brighter. I looked ahead and saw the tunnel opening out into a brightly lit space. It looked like an old central switching station, where multiple lines converged and could be rerouted out to different sewage plants, but it had been enlarged and built onto over the years. This room was at least a 100 feet long and 50 feet wide, almost the size of a high school gymnasium, and a good 30 feet tall. My tunnel came out on the ground level in the middle of the longest wall, and I blinked at the bright lights. Electric lights were strung haphazardly around the room, all types of light bulbs, fluorescent tubes, and floodlights. Drains in the floor took the waste out, and there were even big fans hanging from the roof to knock the smell down. 
The whole thing looked like something out of The Dark Crystal or that bad 80s TV show Beauty and the Beast. Out of all that, what surprised me most of all wasn't the construction or the electricity. It was the fact that there were probably 30 or 40 people scattered around the room at various tables and standing around in small groups. And, of course, they all turned to check out the new arrival the second I stepped into the room. And every single one of them was a vampire. Well, shit, I said, reaching behind my back and loosening my Glock in the holster. I was packing regular rounds, which would do me no real good against a vampire, but they might at least buy me a few seconds if things went south, which they were about to do if the looks on the faces of the nearest vamps were any indication. Chapter 2 Put that away, trespasser. The order came from a big vampire who stood up from a...